Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am Andy Ruther coming to you live from the Smut Studio in Venice Beach, California, with my co-host, coming to you via Centaur from the Smut Studio, but his voice, Bushwick, Brooklyn, New York, Joey Nochilpreno. Hello, Andy. I'm sitting next to you. This is kind of, it's kind of weird, but I like it. I'm sitting next to your Centaur right now, Preno. It's the future. I have an avatar of a centaur. It's an avacentaur. Can I be honest with you and all the dirt balls right now? I talk you to prefer your, it this way. No, I talk to your centaur sometimes at night. <laughs> <laughs> Is that creepy? Before, like, do you, when you talk to my centaur, are you talking to me? That's a good question. I think when I talk to your centaur, it's like your centaur. Gotcha. Like so all different personality. Yeah, I'll look up and like, what do you think about that? No, it's probably you. Like, what about that? No chill. And I'll just love it. Like, look at you. I'll just talk to you. Like, look at you looking at me. This is fun, right? We watching this movie together tonight. And now we're going live via FaceTime audio via Centaur via YouTube. This is, I mean, layers upon layers upon layers of amazingness. Of amazingness, yeah. You go from one day having live Tug Coker in the studio to the next day having Joe Prano via Satellite Centaur. Like I was saying to you, uh, which might be on this episode, at least on YouTube, um, I was watching Back to the Future. Last week was Godfather. This weekend is uh, Back to the Future, and I've gotten through the first two. Now, in 2015, they had flying cars. We're not there yet, but we've made so many strides. Back to the Future 2 came out in 1989. We've made a lot of strides, Prano. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, technology-wise? Like, in 10 years, where are we? I I fear that no one's talking to anyone. I fear we're not that long away from you being like, hey, Ruther, I don't even want to come into your apartment. We're going to do this all via avatar, hologram, whatever it is. Well, I told you when we spoke the other day that I just did a show on uh, Thursday in virtual reality. And it was even more than I thought it was like, you see all these shitty virtual reality things. I was like, okay, so people are just going to wear a headset and think that they're here. And the guy was like, no, it's kind of more than that. Like they'll think they're in an arena of 5,000 people because 5,000 people will be tuning in and they'll be able to see all of their avatars in the arena with them. And then those people will be watching you. And I was like, so technically this is my biggest show ever or (laughs) so people from around the world had the virtual reality what do you call it what is it like like headset the virtuality headset and they were watching you perform at gotham in new york from wherever they were in the world yeah but also they first they were also able to see all of the other people who were tuning in cuz they were all embodied with an avatar so it was like they were in a an arena with all of the other people that were watching and they could see them and interact with them. And then in the, in the front of that arena, I was on stage doing stand-up comedy. 
I'm completely sober right now, but I feel like I'm high just hearing that. I know. That's- I was like, I, I was like, you guys should tell people this more than 20 minutes before the show because I went up on stage being like, wait, I still don't understand. <laughs> like, that's got to be a, a in a way a, like yeah, a mind fuck as a comedian. Because you have your live audience, but you have your virtual reality audience. Yeah, and then there's like a camera, like a a, a three-lensed camera, like five feet from the stage that like you kind of are playing to, but you're kind of also ignoring so that you can talk around them. It was wild, wild shit. And shout out to, I believe it was Danny, uh, a dirtball, who came to that taping. Sorry if I fucked that up, Danny, or whatever your name is. I meant to check my messages before this but a dirtball came and then uh came up after and took a picture so shout out to him he's interning in new york a real live dirtball i like that a real live dirtball not in virtual reality i wonder if any dirtballs watch it in virtual reality that would be mind-blowing i mean talk about the the mind-blown meme right there you're just like yeah. what <laughs> is what is happening I got to give a quick shout out to you. You're giving a shout out to Danny. I give a shout out to, we found out who sent the, uh, the ball wash. It was Diane, the fan. Wow. So she sent the ball wash and, uh, so props to Diane for doing that. And, and didn't you get, a, didn't you get another big, uh, package? I did. It's sitting here. You haven't opened it yet? Well, no, look, I think whoever sent it, it I think it's another canvas. So, okay. I think that's disrespectful to whoever sent it, and I, even though this is so hard for me. This is like a child waiting for Christmas. That's the analogy I'll use. It's so hard for me, Prano, not to open it, but I've had it now since Thursday, and it's just sitting in my apartment. Are you waiting for me to return? Yes. I'm waiting for, I think, I think we, you know, you say we owe the Dirtballs nothing, but I believe we do owe them a live in Smut Studio reaction of us opening this. Well, can't wait. I know. So next, I, I hope it's I hope it's a canvas of Bart Scott saying "Can't wait." <laughs> That'd be pretty good. That'd be a good one. So next, you, you'll be back here next Sunday. I will. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Awesome. So what we'll do is we'll next week's episode we'll do it then, and Great. then you, and then you take off again. Yes. By the way, just so you know, I don't know if you're watching on YouTube. I am currently in a very old pair of sweatpants and no shoes, no socks. So the old feet are, uh, they're showing tonight. I am not watching on YouTube. I am sitting on my sister's back patio in like a valley of about 10 different Brooklyn uh, buildings, wondering if anybody's going to wake up when they hear my hot takes of the NBA draft. What are your hot takes, Joe Prano? Let's go to the NBA draft. What are these hot takes um, I watched the whole thing. I, I didn't have anything going on that night. So I watched it basically. No, actually, I watched the whole first round. Then I went to Trader Joe's. But I watched the whole first round. What are your hot takes? And then I'll tell you some of mine. I, I, I actually don't have any hot takes except <laughs> what, ex, besides what the fuck are the Atlanta Hawks doing? You don't like the Trey Young move? No, because, you know, what's crazy is. I, I don't watch college basketball, so I did a lot of um, research on the draft before it happened. I listened to a lot of podcasts. I read up a lot. It Everybody seemed to think that Luca was the surest of sure things in the draft. So, okay, the Phoenix Suns um, don't take 
him at one. They take a local guy. They want it big. Blah 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 blah. I can I can sort of understand that. But then the Hawks have the chance to get the surest of sure things, even though they're not taking one, and they trade him for Trey Young, who a lot of people thought were going to go was going to like. It's crazy, but it's kind of the. Uh, with the same school, it's kind of the Baker Mayfield thing all over again. Well, what I read on the ringer was that the Hawks are trying to be Golden State Warriors light. Okay. How they're trying to build their team. So, again, you know, the comparisons were made about Trey Young to Steph Curry, which basically Tug and I had agreed last episode, you know, we debunked of a guy who played three years versus a guy who played one, a guy who took his team a, a small school deep into the NCAA tournament versus a guy who comes from a big school and they don't win. You know, we already we already laid out our argument to not draft right. Trey Young. Now, now, in fairness, obviously, Steph Curry didn't take Davidson anywhere in year one. Um, but, but, so... I mean, I guess that the, the, the Hawks are just going, well, this is a long-term plan. Like, we're going to get another draft pick out of this. And, you know, the, the, the process continues, I guess. Basically. That, that's what... But it, to, to me, it's like the, the Mavericks got the fucking steal of the draft. Well, look, I agree. I mean, I think everyone's agreeing with that, that he was the the go-to, you know, the guarantee along with uh, DeAndre Ayton. Like, those were the guys that they're saying, okay, these guys are going to be stars. So, look, I don't know either. Like, it, you know, it, again, I agree with you. It makes sense. And, I mean, for uh, – what's his name? What's the foreign guy's name who, who was, who's going to the Mavs? Luka Doncic. So, Doncic uh, – by the way, his mom. Have you seen his mom, bro? Smoke show. Bro. Uh, former model. I mean, how do you not just want that in Atlanta? Yeah, I know, but I think he's going to be—he's going he's gonna to be a great fit in, in Dallas because they—they've obviously had a a nice little uh, history of of foreign players, and obviously with Dirk and some other guys that have played well. Sure. Like I I, I read something that's saying that Dallas is could not be more ideal for Doncic. Yeah, no, I think it's a great fit for him, and like a lot of people weren't really sure what's happening with the Mavericks and um, like that, that, that fifth pick was like not, you know, not really a great spot. Like what are they going to do? They don't really have a lot of assets and they just got one. So, yeah. And he's only 19 Doncic is. Yeah. And he was like MVP of that league, right? Yeah. He's been playing professionally since he's 13. (laughs) I mean, that's, and obviously Euro's different, but he has the experience. The thing that I loved most was so so he you know, I'm watching it live, right? So he's drafted Prano and he's drafted by the Hawks and then the the it, it was a weird draft because ESPN was showing the trades before they actually happened. Is and that- and Woj is like breaking the trades before yeah it was a whole fucking weird thing which Following i think it on twitter was remarkable yeah so he's breaking all this before it happens and for example that the three to five trade that they did there he broke right and then what happened was literally david stern or i'm sorry not david stern uh i always do that um adam silver adam silver broke it like five like a whole five minutes later 
which, you know, I'm just like, dude, like you guys can't be doing that, right? Yeah, I mean, I understand the situation where it's like, oh, like there's a process there where there's only so often like announcer can get up and talk and there's commercials and they're televising it. But like be aware that this stuff is happening on Twitter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whoa, Jerdy broke it to all our avatars. Yeah, exactly. But there were a few things that I want to talk about. We got to talk about poor Mikel Bridges, dude. They did him because they did him dirty, Philly. Oh, uh, yeah. I've never seen anything like that. You know, his mom and I didn't know this until draft night. You know, his mom works for the Sixers in the HR department. I did not know that. So, I mean, there are some levels to this. Hometown kid wins two titles. <laughs> wins. And then his and then his mom goes, "Uh, so here's the thing. We're going to have to let you go." <laughs> So, hometown kid wins two titles with Nova, you know, obviously drafted high. His mom works for the Sixers. She was in tears. This interview, like, it was such a good feel-good story. You're watching it live. You're going, oh, my God, the Sixers did get him. This is so cool. And then, no. Nope, he's shipped to uh, Phoenix, which I actually like that move for Phoenix, though. So, they have DeAndre Aiden. They have him. And the thing about him is he can – he'll be a good shooter. He'll He'll be a good scorer. He he also can play defense. I think he's. I think he'll be a nice fit. Obviously, they have Booker. They have some young pieces there. Yeah, the Suns will be fun uh, in a couple of years, or the Suns will never be fun, and all of these guys will go on to be stars somewhere else. That's true. But yeah, you didn't know the whole background on that. Like it, it, it was a pretty. Uh, it was I didn't a, know his mom worked for the Sixers. That's kind of amazing. In HR, like you said, it's like, well, you're not actually yeah. on the team. Yeah. That's awful. Yeah. Well, maybe. Well, maybe his uh, mom will work for the Suns in HR now. They should have just traded his mom too. <laughs> and let's be honest, you, you'd rather live in in. Uh, you'd rather live in what's it called, Phoenix? Phoenix than Philly, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'd rather live in a desert than a fucking cesspool wasteland. Yeah. So, so here's the deal. So, I want to go over a few things that I the notes that I had. Uh, some interesting trends. Duke and Nova were the two big as far as college team winners. They each had three players taken in the first round, which is pretty, you know, those two schools, six of the, of what, was it 30? Yep. So six of the 30 come from uh, Nova and Duke, and Duke had two guys, I think, in the top seven. Uh, no surprise there. Do you, have any, do you have any comments on Michael Porter Jr.'s slide? And, which, by the way, I think is a good pickup for the Nuggets because everything that I read – there's no, there's no risk there because he, you know, he fell, he fell right out of the lottery, right at 14. So if he's a bust, it's like, well, he wasn't even a lottery pick. Yeah, I mean, I actually did. I, I was hopeful when you know he was sliding that the Knicks were going to take him just because. Look, way more so than bas- than sorry, football and baseball. Like their basketball, they're pretty good at judging these talents. You know, like a lot of times. The busts are busts because of like personality or situation or whatever. Like, you know, look at a guy like Michael Beasley who was like two. It's like that's not because Michael Beasley's not talented. I mean, look at what he did for the Knicks this year. Like, the dude can fucking score. They had it right. So when this kid's the number one talent out of high school and is projected to be the number one talent after a year, it's like. Okay, he got hurt, but like, I, and I understand that he fell because of injury. But you're absolutely right. Like, take a flyer on a guy in the middle of the first round, especially with that Nuggets team. 
like I actually really really like that Nuggets team. Yeah, that's exactly. And they were they were what they were they they came uh, one spot out of making the playoffs, correct? Oh yeah, a game, literally a game. And I think that was back to back years. They missed it right as the number nine as the number nine team out of the West, which obviously is so competitive. So yeah, I think we both agree that that's a good move by them. Um, I like it. Like we said, I mean, so if he's a bust, he's a bust. I mean, the guy was, like you're saying, the number one rated prospect on most uh, boards coming out of high school. Yeah. And he has so some, good for the Nuggets. And he had some fresh lines. We got to talk about those. You know, I, now that I'm in the line game, he had some fresh lines. He is Now that I'm in the line game. I'm in the line game. <laughs> I'm in the line game. In fact, I'm I'm waiting. I'm waiting because I'm going home soon. I'm waiting to get fresh lines right before I leave. I'll get them. I'll get them right before July fourth, and then uh, you know I'll present the lines to the family. And I can't wait for that backlash with the Ruther family. You should probably get stars and stripes. That's what I was thinking. Right, right before July fourth, maybe get USA in the side of my head. Yeah. What do you think? Sure. That's a, that's a lot. That's, that's pretty complex. I don't know if Trippy can do that. I mean, Trippy could. You you got you got to start like getting like more Anthony Mason type shit. Like if you're gonna get USA, be like get like these colors don't run and a wall with like kids not being able to jump over it or like a kid being separated from his parents. I'm not a I'm not a Make America Great person. <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't know. I'm just saying you still owe us a week for that. So maybe uh, maybe instead of wearing Trump gear, you can just get the wall. <laughs> Shaved into your head <laughs> from I'll, from a Mexican guy. I'll even I'll even accept Pink Floyd's "The Wall." Okay, <laughs> I, I like I like where this is headed. I can work with that. I will say, Trey Young, you know, Doug and I are both critical of his hair. His little brother had some fresh lines. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. His his you got to go to his little brother's barber. His little brother had him straight. Yeah, he looked fresh, man. He looked real good. Uh, what are some other things that I had written down that I want to talk about on the draft? How about Dante DiVincenzo yes. to the Bucks? What do you, I like that. I, I li- really like that. I like that move too. I think. I think you know they're they're certainly a team on the come up uh, with the Greek Freak, and I think that that's a stupendous move for them. I really really like that move for them because he's walking into a team obviously with the Greek Freak where he doesn't have the pressure. And if he can just get his open shots and hit them, where you know where's the pressure? Especially how athletically gifted Divincenzo is. He literally has to be for them what he was for Villanova. Like come off the bench, be a scorer, like you know, like be a playmaker, and just be just be positive minutes. Yeah, and that's and that's a steal for them. Poor Divincenzo, though, man. Philly to Milwaukee. <laughs> Yeah, right. You're, good luck. Good luck finding chicks to eat your ass in Milwaukee. Oh, he can just put some cheese curds in your butt crack. Yeah, I was gonna say beer bat of that shit. <laughs> I I can't not look at him and think of those tweets. I, I mean, it's tough. I, I can't not look at him now and think of him sitting on a wheel of cheese before he hits the club for the night in Milwaukee. <laughs> Yo, you want to taste that Gouda? I've never been to Milwaukee actually. I haven't either, but I've been to Wisconsin. It's a fucking fat mess. <laughs> I mean, I've driven through Wisconsin. There, there literally are cheese. There's a cheese shop off every major freeway, and I've and I've yeah. stopped. I've stopped in some of those. It's definitely it's definitely a, an obese 
state of people. Here, yeah, here's here's one of Joe Prano's major rules. If your major export is dairy, the chicks probably aren't that hot. Yeah, that's a good point. But I bet they eat cheese out of your ass. Yeah, exactly. By the way, I'm looking at your uh, your centaur. I had to adjust you a little. You you keep trying to you know slope down. I don't I don't, I don't want that, Prano. I, I want you looking straight into the camera, even though you're really not that straight. I'm fascinated by this. That's the first time somebody said that I'm really not that straight. <laughs> I know. I thought of that the minute I said it. What about no major moves in the draft, Prano? No no major moves with LeBron, Kawhi Leonard, the, the two big dogs everybody's talking about. No big moves there. It sounds like uh, everything's going to kind of play out once LeBron makes his decision, what, in the next 10 days or seven days? Yeah. June well, 30th? Who knows? No, yeah, it's July 1st is the opening of free agency, but I wouldn't oh, it's be surprised July if, 1st. Yeah, but I wouldn't be surprised if LeBron does a slow play this year. In what regard? Just like he doesn't have to sign July 1st. Yeah, what do you think he'll do? Like wh- where do I think he'll go or wh- like what do you th- like what do I think his slow play will be? Yeah, like what's his slow play move? I just think he's going to take his time a little bit more. I think the the Cleveland thing he obviously the return to Cleveland is something that he must have had in his mind a while. And I think the Miami thing he had in his mind a while. I'm not sure he knows what he wants to do yet. I mean, they're, you know, Gary Payton saying, oh, his kids committed to a school in L.A. Then you're hearing his kid, you know, he's looking at schools in Houston. It's like, I I think, and LeBron has made it pretty clear, it's mostly about his kids and where they're going to go to school. And I think that's just... um, now he's he's going through that process, making sure that they can go somewhere, and like his kid can get a good basketball thing happening in high school, and then and then take the pitches from the teams. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he's he's probably got to narrow it down himself, and then let those however many teams make their pitches, as opposed to in the past where let's be honest, I think he knew where he was going twice. Sure, I think you're right. But what about Kawhi Leonard though? Well, it sounds like Kawhi wants to go to L.A., but that the Spurs aren't going to deal him to L.A. And good. That's smart. You know, Popovich is right. Why send him to the West? Fuck you guys. Certainly fuck, fuck Los Angeles, who who Pop and the Spurs have had beef, you know, not beef, but like certainly a lot of competition with over the years. Why are you going to rebuild the Lakers dynasty on your way out? Yeah. And um, and they're they're in they're completely in control of the situation. Sure. But and, but uh, it's like uh, it's like Tug and I were saying. Do you want to risk that though? You you know he's basically would be one more year with the Spurs, and then he bolts for free agency. Right, and I don't think if he wants to leave, I don't think he's. I I think Pop will make him leave, but I think there's a lot of things in play. Do you think Do you think Kawhi wants to leave if LeBron's coming to San Antonio? Like I think there's a lot of things like sure that have to maybe play that, out. Maybe that's on the pitch, you know. Okay, he's. We're not going to deal you to the West. Start giving us teams that you know. I don't think he has a no trade clause, but um, I just think Pop's pretty smart. I don't think it's going to be one of those things where, like the mellow deal to the Knicks, where there's this panic situation where everybody's like, "Oh, we got to get a deal done." So let's make sure we give them our entire fucking roster. It's like, why Mello's going to be a free agent? next fucking year like you literally don't have to do that Mello, so i think he's he's smart enough not to make that move Melo's staying right 
Mello's picking up his option in OKC. Yeah, no, I, I'm, it's pretty safe to say Mello's taking the $28 million he's going to get next year and not seeking a better deal from somebody else. He gets Carmelo Anthony gets twenty eight million next year. Yes. Wow. Can you imagine? I, I, I'd love the team that was like, "We'll give you twenty nine. and he's like, "Really?" They're like, "Yeah, we'll give you twenty nine dollars, dude. You average seven points in the playoffs." Yeah. Holy shit! That's what he averaged seven points in the playoffs. Some fucking nonsensical number like that. He's yeah. goddamn terrible. Wow, I didn't, I didn't realize that. Yeah, man, like you like you've been saying, it, it just like last year, it'll be more interesting. Uh the offseason is basically just as interesting as in season. But I also think like Popovich isn't like is Popovich going to deal Kawhi to the to the fucking Celtics, you know? Like I don't think Popovich is about to make uh, anybody a champion with Kawhi. Like I just don't think that's his move. Yeah. No, I think you're right. He's he's too smart of a guy. I just I I don't get him I don't get him leaving man. Like like you know did you, did you read Bruce Bowen's comments? Yeah, and that's and he's exactly right. Like what the fuck? It, like he hasn't said anything. No one knows what is happening. And I think Bruce so. Bowen's right of just you know his main point was just Kawhi's getting fed a bunch of bad advice from like a team. You know these guys when they get to his level and they're such superstars. You know they have their team of people. Yeah, that are that are in his ear, barking every minute and saying, "You should do this, you should do that." But, I mean, San Antonio, what what a, what a great situation to be a player in, as as far as developing your career and 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 I agree with what with what Bowen Bowen said. You know, you you didn't have the pressure. You 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 got to build up because you had this team of stars that had already won titles, and then you became the guy. Yeah, and and look, I understand. That Kawhi is probably going through something very similar to what Kyrie went through last year. Is like yes, next year. But the thing is, is he'll be a free agent next year. But um, right now, he doesn't know if Pop's leaving, if Pop's staying, is Pop going to be coaching? And I, I, I would assume he's just thinking, hey, I have an opportunity to make a move next year, but I'm not getting any younger, so why not make a move this year? Like, I think he's basically decided I'm not going to be a spur going forward, so why not make that process start now? Yeah. But it is, it is, you're right. It's very similar to the Kyrie Irving situation. I don't get the LA thing. I'm, I'm still, you know, obviously I'm big on guys coming here just because we live here and it'd be fun to see guys at the Staples Center, but. This is their this is their worst period in the history of the franchise. They have not made the playoffs for five straight years. I understand the LA thing because they're young and it's LA and they've always put together a team. And so, like, you got to figure like buy low on the Lakers because it's going to turn around. But what I don't understand, like, I should say this. I understand L.A. for Kawhi. I understand L.A. for Paul George. But that's a different situation than LeBron. LeBron, you're then chasing ghosts. Like, you're then, uh, you immediately get compared to Magic, Shaq, Kareem, Kobe, Jerry West. Whereas Kawhi, like, okay, like, you can come and just be the best player on the Lakers you're probably never going to have a statue no matter what. So fuck it. Go for it. Yeah. 
but I don't understand it from I don't understand it from LeBron's angle. That's why I I mean I think he's smart enough. Well, That's why I, I don't love the LA thing for LeBron. I think we know again the, the the big angle for LeBron. He already has a house out here in Brentwood. Uh, I wonder how close it is to where OJ killed uh, those people. By the way. Brentwood's not that big, so pretty close. That's, and, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not Brentwood's not that big. And I think he's got two houses, actually. I thought he sold one. Maybe. Who knows? I, I haven't kept. I'm not in fucking real estate. <laughs> you, you know what I want to do? I want to start. Can you? Is it easy to just to show up when they have open houses? There's so many nice houses out here in Los Angeles. Just show up like I'm a buyer. Can you? Yeah, do, can you do that? They usually don't do those for twenty million dollar houses. Okay. I saw one the other day. I was like, I want to go in see what that's like. And yeah, you can, you can, you can certainly do that when you see open house signs. Then they're gonna see my car and be like, "What the fuck, bro?" <laughs> they're like, "Wait, you're the guy, studio apartment, Venice Beach, the Smut Studio? No, get out of here, shoo." And then you come back a couple of days later in a Ferrari and a polka dot dress, like Pretty Woman. <laughs> I had like, a- oh. I had another zany idea. You know, they obviously wedding crashers, great concept, crashing weddings. What about crashing high school reunions? Okay. So, so I was, I had this idea. I was thinking, like, if you showed up to a random reunion, I think if it was twenty years or more, people would be too scared to call you out. Does that make sense, Prano? I think if you're like, dude, what's up, and you had your name. And somebody would be like, who is that? And they'd be like, oh, that's Joe. You don't remember Joe? And then they'll start lying. I think people would say, yeah, that's Joe. Uh, remember he was on the football team back in uh, 2000. I think people, yeah, I th- I think people I, would I th- lie. I think that would work, but what's your end game? Fucking old chicks? Yeah, I don't know my end game. I just thought of this the other day. <laughs> <laughs> I want to fucking – I want to uh, – I want to crash five-year reunions, but I don't think anybody's believing that I graduated high school in 2013. True. I don't know what my end like, game is. I'm like, yo, I'm here for the 23-year-old bitches. Yeah, I, I don't know what my end game is. But you know what You know what I do know? The end game of Quad Leonard, his end game should be hopping on SeatGeek and getting that excellent $20 back that he would get using promo code DIRTY. I mean, if only he had a better team giving him better advice, he could certainly do that. Yeah, Kawhi, if you're listening to this show, and I know there's a chance you are because we're on so many formats at this point, you need to go on SeatGeek, download the app because you can see any live event, Kawhi Leonard. That's right. Concerts, comedy shows, baseball, football. I just just bought tickets to the Mets game for tomorrow, today on SeatGeek. It's that easy. I love it because they have that color code, which makes it easy to find the type of ticket that you want. Right, Prano? Like, I love that. It makes it it makes looking for tickets so much easier. Yeah. They like now rate them with a number. Exactly. And, and tell you like how good a deal it is. So Dirtballs, take advantage of this great offer. I saw we got a tweet this weekend, which I always retweet the Seek Geek Love. Thank you guys for that. I believe a fan was uh, was attending a Atlanta Braves game. So, Dirtballs, you get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter our promo code DIRTY today. That's promo code DIRTY for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. All right, Prano, it's time to check in on the World Cup. I was inspired by your amazing fill-in co-host last episode, Tug Coker. I had not watched a single second of the World Cup, and since Tug left 
the Smut Studio last Wednesday, I have watched a lot of World Cup games or matches, whatever they call them. Yeah, matches. You want to hear my takes? And Can't I know, wait. I know a lot of the dirt balls aren't going to like it, at least the soccer dirt balls. I can't handle the flopping. I just can't do it. I will I've said this before. I think you've said it before. We both said it. I will never be able to get into soccer ever because of the flopping. And I already hear the comments. I can probably see them right now on YouTube. You guys are saying, "Well, there's so much flopping in NBA." This is the difference for me. It disrupts the game in soccer in my opinion. Does that make sense? Like it, it, the flow of the game is hindered and altered by the flopping, Joe, and it's just so prevalent. I'm not saying it's not bad in the NBA. I'm not going to defend the NBA either. But to me, it doesn't affect the flow of the game. Uh, I 100% agree with you, and it is prevalent in the NBA, but it's prevalent in the NBA because European fucking soccer fucks came over here and ruined the goddamn NBA. Yeah. And also, just like Majid said when he was on, they're selling the call, and then there's – fucking flopping and the guys who go down like oh they get tripped or whatever and it's like they've been shot i just can't i can't i can't either and and you see but that's my problem you see a lot now i actually brought that up to michael magid last night um at our show and you know obviously he's our guy on this because he knows way more about it than us he told me it depends on where they're from so he said south america is notorious for the worst floppers. So teams, countries from South America, players from South America are the worst, he said, Prano. And I'm sure he's right, you know, on that. But there's a lot of teams from South America. That's the problem. It's like, dude, the play, and obviously this isn't South America, but the play in the Mexico game, the uh, Mexico-South Korea game, the play where the Ochoa, the goalie, where the guy, where the guy from South Korea, I don't know if you saw, he's and and I and I put him on blast on Dirty Sports Twitter, where he slides into the goalie, and he, the, the cleats barely touch the goalie, and and he does a tumble roll. I, I'm just confused. Like he slid into you on the ground, you, you did, and then pe- and and then people are going like, oh, I've been cleated. It's fucking. It actually hurts. But, it's like, dude, Chase Utley broke Ruben Tejada's leg and he didn't react that much. And that's the point. We've all been cleated, I think. Cleated, no one likes to be cleated. But but the point is, he did a tumble roll after he was cleated. And, and the people who defend it, everyone listening right now, if you defend that and you see all these cheddar dicks on fucking Twitter, you know, it's the first guy who's quick to grab the awful NBA flop. Dude, there's no flopping like soccer flopping. I don't care what anyone fucking says. If you watch any sports, there is no, there is, the amount of flopping that happens in these games is far fucking worse and far more, like you said, like they, they exaggerate it far worse than the NBA. They just do. Plain and simple. Uh, look, my, I've never been a soccer player. I've never been much of a soccer fan. But the bottom line for me is we're talking about the the two standout things from soccer to me are flopping and haircuts. 
I'm like, am I watching, you know, America's Next Top Model or am I watching sports? Like to me, if that's the top two draws, if that's the top two things that you're seeing, like, oh, crazy haircuts and crazy flops. Yeah. It ain't for me. It ain't for me. And, and that's the thing. I, I, I'm not – again, guys, I'm not trying to like indict the whole sport. I'm just saying what I feel. And I sat through games Thursday, Friday, yesterday. I didn't watch any games today. But I sat, I sat through at least two games for three straight days. And I'm just telling you guys how I feel. Again, I'm not trying to just completely destroy the sport, but I will never get into it. Joe will never get into it for these reasons. And it's just that simple. And to be honest, it's made me miss football. It's made me also be like, maybe I should get into UFC. Like, all these things where guys aren't fucking bitches, man. They're just not. Like, like so, somebody came into you. Somebody stepped on your foot. You, you fucking walk it off. But but it, it but it is a part of the game. You're right. It, but it's a part of the game because they use it to obviously get penalty shots or to get better field position or whatever it is. So that's a problem. It'll, but what I what I don't understand is when a guy gets fouled or tripped or cleated or whatever. As as far as I can tell, there's usually it's usually followed by a whistle. Like I haven't seen anybody suddenly get a whistle blown two and a half minutes later when they've rolled through the entire tunnel and are like (laughs) halfway up to the mezzanine. Like, oh, you know what? Now he's actually sold me. Now I actually do think he gets fouled. Like, if you don't get a foul in the first couple seconds, like, why are we still playing? Like, what is this game we're still playing? And if you take the flopping out of it, I'll even go as far as saying soccer's a beautiful sport when you take that out. I, I saw some amazing goals. Some, for no other, for lack of a better term, beautiful goals. Like, it, it was just, it was a thing of beauty. The same thing that I would see maybe with uh, a LeBron James pass or watching the Golden State Warriors on a fast break. Like, those are things of beauty. And I saw a lot of that. So I don't want to completely destroy the sport. I saw a lot of that, Prano. But when, but when there's so much flopping in, I feel like that's, you know, that's the theme I'm getting. I'm I'm missing all the the wonderful plays because I'm too busy, like you said, some guy rolling across the field for 20 minutes. Yeah. Anyway, that's our World Cup update, guys. <laughs> but but hey, we got to talk about Mexico getting the dirty sports bump. I mean, look, man, they're doing great. They. I mean, we're we're they, all in on Mexico, right? Fuck yeah! I mean, the fact that I even knew the goalie's name. What does that say? Who the fuck? But my question is like, I don't even really know who I would possibly also root for. Like, not a bunch of likable teams. No, I agree. Like, um, fuck the fuck the British, fuck the Germans. Are the French out already? I don't know. We we, we should know more about this. Uh, I don't know if the French are out. I did watch the Germany Germany with that crazy win at the end uh, yesterday against Netherlands. Yeah, uh, Sweden. <laughs> Yes, Sweden. See, I watched the whole fucking game. And I don't even know. Yeah, Sweden. That's right. That's right. Because I, <laughs> I kept thinking of Swedish meatballs when I was watching the game. Uh, the, in, in the in the ninety fifth minute, they dismantled them like they were a IKEA dresser. Yes, I was hoping for an IKEA joke, and you delivered. Thank you, Joe Prado. Uh yeah, I'm not rooting for Team Germany. You're right. You make a good point. I don't know. Uh, team Mexico. That's the only team I'm rooting for. Iceland, yeah, Iceland was too. kind of a fun thing because they're a small country and a lot of dirt balls were behind them. But 
they're already gone. Minus, uh, <laughs> minus. Did you see the picture with the smoking hot Iceland chick and the dude with the freakishly small hands? No. <laughs> There's this picture that went viral. Uh, this just gorgeous girl from Iceland, you know, the typical blue eyes, blonde hair, this just gorgeous woman and this guy hitting on her and they showed his hand. His hands were like, uh, what is it? Chris Elliott's hands from uh, Scary Movie 2. Yeah. They looked like that. And like they were smaller than my hands. And it's the funniest picture. And the poor guy just went viral. <laughs> Maybe he was offering to double fist her. Maybe. Like when I feel bad for someone's small hands, you know they're small. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see the thing about the Burger King ad in uh, Russia? It was like offering money to girls who – or free burgers to girls who got impregnated by soccer players. Yeah, so this, this bizarre ad campaign that Burger King was running in Russia was that a promotion – they would reward 3 million ruble – is it rubles or rubles? Rubles. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I think it was Spanish? Okay, so they would reward a woman 3 million rubles and a lifetime supply of Whoppers for any Russian woman. Who Which, by the way, translates to $11. 47 grand in American currency. Okay. <laughs> a lifetime supply of Whoppers, Prano, for any Russian woman who got pregnant with a child of a World Cup player. First of all, I mean, where do you even start to proving that? And, <laughs> Mor- and Mor- Povich. All- yeah, and second of all, yeah, congratulations. You get the Whoppers. <laughs> um, and then also, that's a pretty good deal for Russia. I mean, when you think about like them waiting online for bread and Levi's jeans. Yeah. Like just a lifetime supply of Whoppers. Oh, and you get to cut the bread line. Yeah, right? So they re- they released a statement in the Bur- – the Burger King in Russia released a statement. And this is the generic translation I have here from Deadspin.com. Burger King, again, this is their translation, so it sounds kind of weird and funky. Burger King within the framework, I'm sorry, Burger King within the framework of social responsibility has appointed a reward for girls who get pregnant from the stars of world football. Each will receive 3 million rubles and a lifetime, a lifelong supply of Whoppers. For these girls, it will be possible to get the best football genes and will lay down the success of the Russian national team on several generations ahead forward we believe in you <laughs> what I, I love that they're treating world cup soccer players like they're racehorses like that, that's not how that's not how creating the next generation of soccer players works yeah you gotta love the backlash though like like is this like they have social justice warriors in russia i didn't think those existed yeah yeah like we've gone that far i think this might be the funniest most brilliant ad campaign i've ever seen but then they change their mind, right? Yeah, because it's so ridiculous. Like you said, yeah. how are you proving any of this? Yeah. They're like, we did not think of this. <laughs> how much How much does paternity test cost? Five million rubles. Oh, my God. <laughs> you, in, in the end, you're losing money. Oh, that's, that's so amazing. Uh, yeah. Anything else you want to add to about the World Cup? Povich. They are going to go on more to Povich. Povich is a Russian name. How how did he get named Mori? I like your Russian accent. I like when you do that, Prano. 
Thank you. I think I am done, though. There's a there. Where's the Russian population in New York City? Uh, out in Brooklyn, like Brighton Beach. Are the Russians the big mob now? I I honestly do not know. Maybe the maybe the yakuza. I was googling the other day. Is the Italian mafia still present? I was real curious after watching The Godfather. I was curious on that. Most mobs are drugs uh, now. Yeah, and also just like most, it, you know, if you if you do real research on the mob, and it's not even doesn't take that much research, but like RICO laws about you know criminal conspiracies and all that have made it really hard to. Uh, have a criminal organization anymore because I don't know if you know how all that works, but anybody that's in a criminal organization uh, can now be charged with the crimes of anybody else in the criminal organization. So if anybody like murders somebody and you're just like a bookie in that, you could still be charged with that murder. Like technically you're all the same criminal, which is like that's completely, that's completely un- yeah, it's, it's violently unconstitutional, but also how they broke down, you know, Crime syndicates. That's wild. Joe Prano, also our legal correspondent over here. Well, when you're Italian, you learn all about RICO laws. That's right, man. You should join the mob. You should, you should bring it back. Prano, that should be your 2020 or 2020 campaigns that you're bringing the Italian mafia back. Forget make America great again. Make the mafia great again. That's a good slogan, <laughs> right? You like that? I, I got to say, I've been, uh, I spent the whole day today watching The Sopranos from the beginning because – uh, my sister's husband has never seen The Sopranos, and she's like, "What the fuck is wrong with you? How have you not seen The Sopranos?" So we started watching it. What a great fucking show! Great show. I I, I did my start to finish um, twenty sixteen. What a great show! Rest, so good. Rest in peace, uh, James Gandolfini, man. <laughs> yeah, rip big Jim. Yeah, you want to talk a little baseball? It's been a minute. Yeah, and before we do, I'd like to alert everybody. Um, thank you to you, Andy Ruther, for providing a new soul iTunes page for the Dirty Slides podcast. The Dirty Slides is now officially its own podcast. That's right. Uh, I was supposed to mention that at the top of the show. We both were. But guys, stop what you're doing right now. Stop it. Pause. Well, don't pause it yet, but pause it after we say what we're about to say. <laughs> Dirty Slides has its own iTunes, its own Stitcher, uh, in about a day or two, its own Google Play page. So go subscribe. Just put Dirty Slides into iTunes or any of those other formats, its own SoundCloud, you name it, and subscribe, rate, and review. After tomorrow, after I guess I should say today, episodes will no longer be on the Dirty Sports feed. I, I'm trying all, to make this as simple as possible, Prano. All of them are already up on our new page. If you if there's episodes that you haven't listened to, listen to them there. Please rate, review, and of course subscribe to the new podcast. You know when when we do these uh, when when we when we break off new shows on DSPN, Dent Report, Dirty Slides. You know we we test it on our feed, and now now we need to see. How many of you are actually listening and how many of you were just automatically subscribing? So if you enjoy Dirty Slides, if you want to see Dirty Slides continue, go right now into iTunes, into Stitcher, search for Dirty Slides, subscribe. And if you enjoy the show already, rate and review. Shout out to everybody who did rate and review. So many mentions of dudes in our in our 50 or so reviews already. Everybody who's rated 
already to this point officially a dude. Yes. Yes. And uh, just do that. It'll help the show. My goal is to get Dirty Slides charting because of the amount, not sharding, but that would be cool too, charting for the amount of reviews and ratings that we get this week. Let Dirty Slides chart. Yes, let it happen. And 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 you guys are doing a great job so far. So uh, again, subscribe. I, I don't I don't know how many times I'm going to say this. There will no longer the, the episodes will no longer be on Dirty Sports. It has its own feed. I know it sounds so simple, but I feel like some things get lost in the mix at times. Yeah. So go for it, guys. Exactly. And uh, my boy, my boy Scooter Jeanette's probably going to be rating, reviewing, subscribing. Can we talk about Scooter Jeanette for a minute? I, I texted yeah. you. I, I know I'm being a homer here, but Scooter Jeanette, I feel like, is one of the most underappreciated players in baseball. And I know he, he's a younger guy, but the season he's putting up this year, basically since he hit four home runs, Prano, last June, his numbers are pretty phenomenal. Give them to me. You, you, you want him at second base? No, I'm saying give me his numbers. Oh, oh, I was like, I was like, what? You want him for the Mets? Um, let, let well, me... clearly, but we're not. You guys aren't about. Well, who are you? Know, you're not about to trade him. So Scooter's numbers. This is his numbers this year. He's currently leading the National League in uh, average. Along with that, he has 51 RBIs, which puts him fifth. 13 home runs, uh, 532 slugging percentage, 901 OPS. He's playing pretty well. Yeah. Scooter. Free scooter. No, but here's my thing with the Reds, man. I I have hope. I have a slip I have a just a, a, a sliver of hope with them because they're now twenty nine and thirty since Jim Riggleman took over as the interim manager, right? After they fired Brian Price when they started three and fifteen. They have an offense. Like if you look at the Reds, Eugenio Suarez is killing it. You have Vado, you have Scooter, you have you have pieces. Duvall's not having a good year, but he was an all-star last year. They have pieces, man, but but Scooter, they're saying it, it, it might be one of those things where, like, is he going to make the all-star game? Like, what's going to happen? Because him and Suarez are both uh, having good numbers, and then Vado will probably get a bunch of fan votes. This is where I don't like the whole uh, fan voting thing, man. It, 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 they got to get rid of that in baseball, right? Well, it's just for the starters. Yeah. And there's a lot more roster spots than uh, than just the starters in basketball. So, I mean, highly likely that the guy leading the league in hitting makes the all-star team. So I think Scooter's getting in. You think he'll make it? I do. That would be my prediction. Hard to leave, hard to leave the batting leader out. That would be, though. But you, you never know, man, with baseball. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, man, I, I, I'm big on him. They just, they just, the, so the Reds swept the Cubs, a four-game sweep, which I saw was the first time they had a four-game sweep of the Cubs since 1983. What, what do you make? What's going on in uh, What's going on in uh, Chicago, man? I mean, that's that's not a team you want to get swept by, though. Like, like they blew today. A, I believe it was a five-to-one or six-one lead. You know, they had some they had some bad L's this weekend. Do you think the Cubs I mean, win that division? No, I do not. Who do you got, Prano? I got the Brewers. Ah. Brewers bull, bull, bullpen is has you know the Brewers bullpen is what the uh, 
what the Indians bullpen was a couple of years ago. Like they, they, they're taking their bullpen to the next level. And that's just like so important now, especially the way pitchers are being held to pitch counts. Like uh, uh, you can, you can have a weak lineup, not that they do, but you can have a weak lineup and a great bullpen and still be a good team. Um, and they're doing fantastic things. I think, I think the Brewers, not only do I think the Brewers win that division, I think that they are going to make a move down the stretch. Like I think the Brewers are going to be buyers. Ah, you're look at you, man. We we were talking about Dante DiVincenzo heading to Milwaukee. Now we got the Brew Crew, Prano, heavy on the city of Milwaukee right now. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I mean, the, it's just a coincidence. I mean, I, I I don't I don't see the Bucks going to the Eastern Conference Finals next year. Nor do I think the Brewers are making the World Series. But uh, I do I do think they're winning the the Central. And we got to bring up the Dodgers. We're taking some flack. You and I both said that they were donezo. They've made a comeback because it's a, it's a weak division. Yep. It's a very weak division because Arizona started hot and then, like your Mets, took a hot, steamy dump. You know, they're now two and a half games up on the Dodgers who've been playing great baseball. Did we count your boy, uh, Dave Roberts, and the Los Angeles Dodgers out too quickly? Well, here. so two things. One, of course, counting anybody out that early is too quickly. But at the same time, we're a sports podcast. What are we supposed to say? Like, oh, oh well, let's see what happens come September. Pretty easy to pick who's going to win the fucking divisions in September. Uh, I'm still going with the Dodgers don't win that division. Oh, you swept the Mets this weekend? Congratulations. So did my fucking softball team. The Mets, the Mets fucking stink. Are you depressed about that? Yeah, I am. I mean, I got like I'm a I'm a Knicks Mets anti NFL fan at this point. Like, and by the way, the Brisbane Lions stink too. So, <laughs> hey man, we got, I, I, we got we got Team Mexico, bro. Yeah, we got Team Mexico. Um, and, yeah, my and, no, my, my my sporting life right now is a fucking nightmare. Well, you're talking about moving to Mexico, Team Mexico. You have a mustache. You got that that dark skin. Once you get tan, you basically look Mexican. Yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> I mean, you, you, you should go I'm all. Fucking, you should go all I'm in fucking, on this. I'm fucking counting on it, bro. You go all in on this, Senor Senor fucking Prano, man. We're just calling you Jose. Yeah, Pad, Padre Jose, as uh, Gino Firmino is gonna call me when I marry him on Lake Tahoe. You're gonna marry Gino Firmino. Didn't I talk about this last episode? You talked about it to me individually, but I think we need to talk about it on air. Yeah, he came out. He brought he brought his baby mama with him. And I was like, why don't you guys get married? I was like, you know, Jesus got married by Rappaport in Vegas. I was like, you should let Joey Nochill marry you in fucking Tahoe. And he was like, nah, I'm never marrying my girl. And I was like, come on, let me marry you. He's like, all right, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just all about you. You would have to get one of those online certificates uh, to technically marry him, right? I already have one. I married my sister like three months ago. Ah, so you could marry me. I can marry anybody I want. Could you marry me to your centaur? Uh, legally, probably no. Okay, but you okay. know, but but spiritually, times are changing, Prano. Yeah, it's 2018. I guess if you said that you identified as a canvas, perhaps it would be legal. Ah, that's the move, huh? Yeah. Did you see this Hanley Ramirez 
thing. I, I, I've been really following this closely. This is an interesting thing because I've only seen the headlines today. And they're like, Hanley Ramirez is not part of a God knows what. And I was like, who was saying that he was? Yeah. So this is the headline from the Boston Globe. Hanley Ramirez. It, 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 it's like, it's, by the way, it's just like, it makes you just as guilty as if it said you were. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want headlines to say Joe Pano. Like, reports are Joe Pano is not a Nazi. And I'm going to be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why yeah. are you even bringing me up with Nazis? No, I know. I agree. It, it's it, it's not it, it's not good press. They say any press is good press. This is not good press. The headline from the Boston Globe reads, Hanley Ramirez not under federal investigation. Friend dropped his name hoping to avoid arrest. I actually really feel bad for him in this situation. I, you know, I was following the story because it all leaked Friday, and I was like, "Oh, this is fascinating." I like, you know me. I love these things. Is this another, you know, professional athlete connected to murder, connected to drugs, like all that stuff? So basically, here's what happened: a guy Hanley Ramirez knew, basically a friend, um, was dealing drugs, and he name dropped Hanley Ramirez during the arrest, hoping he would get out of it. But it didn't work. But it wasn't just a name drop. So this dude gets pulled over, right? And I'm trying, I'm trying to skim the story. So he gets pulled over in Massachusetts uh, by a DEA agent, correct? And yep. uh, the man uh, who was pulled over told the trooper he was traveling to Boston to see a friend who was a professional baseball player. And they kind of started piecing everything together. It doesn't say my name. But basically, he was referring to Hanley Ramirez. So the man consented for them to search his Jeep. But when the trooper asked to open a brown cardboard box found in uh, a rear cargo area, the man declined. And this is when he said it belonged to Ramirez. Wow. Here, step one. If you have drugs in your car, don't consent to a search of your car. Yeah. So th- this is where the story gets wild. Also, don't, also don't bring up baseball players that have been recently cut by your hometown team. Like, <laughs> So the man claimed that the, that the box, Prano, contained books, that Ramirez's mother had shipped the box to him in New York and wanted his friend, this guy, from Boston to hand deliver it, okay? So the story's already getting just, just way convoluted, but this is where it gets even funnier. In an attempt to back up his story... The man called Ramirez via FaceTime on his cell phone and then handed it to the trooper, basically to be like, see, look, I know Hanley Ramirez. And Hanley picked up, and he was like, dude, were you aware your friend was coming to visit you and deliver a box for your mom? And Hanley was like, I have no clue what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) And then he fessed up, like, well, okay, he's not involved at all. And it was... uh, Yeah, what a disaster! The guy, I think, I mean, there was cocaine, and there was there was the other, there was another drug, uh, fentanyl. Okay, he was indicted and charged with possession with intent to distribute four hundred or more grams of fentanyl. Hey, maybe don't try to pin crimes on your friend that has enough money to bail you out. Like, pick a poor friend, or don't try to pin it on a friend who has enough money to hire an assassin to kill you. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, like. I just I love that. I would love a reenactment of that. He's trying to prove he knows Handler Ramirez. He FaceTimes him. The fact that Handler Ramirez picked up a FaceTime is pretty amazing. Like I don't pick up FaceTime unless it's from a, a sibling or a parent because I know it'll usually be a nephew or niece on the other end. Right. Like who's picking up? Like Prano, no offense. If you FaceTime me, I'm not picking up. Good to know. 
you will not be the one I try to pin my drug crimes on. <laughs> but you're right, man. All the stories. All... I'm going to be like, hey, Andy, uh, you know I'm coming over some dirtball mail, right? And you're like, oh, totally, yeah. Yeah, that's not going to work, Prano. Can't do it. All the stories Friday, though, were basically Hanley Ramirez is involved in a drug ring that he had also murdered somebody. But these were all major news outlets. It's scary the age we live in, man, where they're just ready to make somebody guilty until proven innocent because of social media. Yeah, let's let's make sure we always put news outlets and fucking air quotes. I don't think there's any real news outlets anymore. I'm saying all the all the quote unquote major mainstream ones were writing this story up. Yeah. So you're saying trust no one. Exactly. I don't I don't mean to go full X Files on you, but yeah. Okay. Well, here's a story that is accurate. Let's move on to the NFL real quick and wrap up the show. Jameis Winston will supposedly be suspended three games for the groping incident of the Uber driver, which happened in Arizona in 2016. So, your boy, your boy, Frano, I know you love this. Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to get to start the first three games for the Bucks. Yeah. I just imagine him going like, yo, can I get an aux cord and that booby? <laughs> you got any gum? How about some of them titties? <laughs> Uh, yeah. Do, I do mean, you remember the story? Do you remember the actual incident? He groped an Uber driver, right? Yeah, but I think he was reaching for a crotch, man. Oh, no. Nice. Like, he was getting really creepy. It wasn't just, I mean, not, look, they're all sexual assault, but there are different degrees, right? Like, yeah. grabbing a tit, still sexual assault, but not nearly as bad as grabbing a vag. Like, what are you doing, bro? Yeah. That's some presidential shit right there. Yeah, that's some Donald Trump shit right there. But here's what's interesting. He's not going to appeal. Listen to this. I read this. This is interesting. Prano, he's not going to appeal because Winston, I don't know how this worked out. Winston's base salary this year is only $705,000. Right. But his base salary for next season is $20.9 million. So if he appealed and, and somehow this, you know, the, the Brady thing where then you could appeal till next year and all that bullshit – He'd actually lose way more money next year. This year, he'd only lose 124 grand. Right. So he's not going to appeal. So he's not a complete fucking idiot. Well, he's got also he's got lawyers telling him what to do on this, right? Right. Also, congratulations to the Tampa Bay Bucks. You just improved your chances of winning the first three games next year. Did they? Did they really improve them with uh, your boy Fitz, who went two on one last year, as opposed to? Jameis Winston's three and ten. I'm not a great. I'm not a fucking math whiz. I didn't take the SATs recently, but your winning percentage is six sixty six or fucking whatever three out of thirteen is. I'd still rather have uh, old Jameis as my quarterback than Fitz. Well, the numbers do not back that statement up. <laughs> well, the the win loss record last year does not back it up, but I don't know, man. I just I know that I can't think of one team that has a quote unquote franchise quarterback who is suspended for groping an Uber driver. My point is this to me think of one think of one, Prano. What what major quarterback has had a major suspension for something like this? 
Right. And, and honestly, that's my point. So, and I, I'm not even joking. I actually do think that they are better off with Ryan Fitzpatrick. And here's why. If replace these two players with similar players that play wide receiver, you go like, oh, well, the Steelers lost, you know, fucking you know, Juju Schuster or whatever the fuck his name is. And they're replacing him with some fucking white cheddar dick. No, that's not good. But quarterback I've said it a million times is of a mental position first. Yeah. You, you, you just replaced a guy who is on his, how many fucking incident for just being a, a shithead, the crab legs, the fucker right in the pussy groping Uber driver, the actual eat, rape. <laughs> yeah. Rape eating W's. And you just replaced him with a, a Harvard graduate who has been, been in the NFL for 12 years. Yeah. No, I, I, I can totally see your side the more I think about it. I mean, those are all valid points. Yeah. James Winston's fucking stupid. And fucking stupid people don't last in the NFL at quarterback. Bottom line, they just don't. Yeah. In, unless you're a fucking freak athlete. On the, on the level of like a Cam Newton. And again, look, Cam Newton. But I don't think Cam, F- yeah, I don't think Cam's stupid. Like, I don't, right. That's, that's my point. He's certainly not Jameis Winston fucking stupid. Yeah. But I, like, I think, I think like, Jameis Winston, Jameis Winston is on the, Jameis Winston at this point, look, I'm not, I don't know how to diagnose this. I'm not a doctor. Jameis Winston is on the spectrum, 100%. Oh, yeah. Is he autistic? I don't know. I don't know. But he's on the I, spectrum. I, and look, I, I, I don't want to say Cam, is even on that level, but like Cam had his issue at Auburn, you know, Cam has, has certainly had some fucking press conference issues. Cam has had his, you know, Cam had the thing with the reporter last year saying girls shouldn't do this. Like, you know, Cam's kind of whatever, but like at the same time, look what happened in the fucking Super Bowl. Like that's, that's a situation where it's like, you need your quarterback to be able to handle the mental aspect of the game first. Yeah. Because otherwise there's a ceiling on it. Sure, I agree. That a, a great team can make up for your for the the physical ceiling you have, but a great team can't make up for a mental ceiling you have. Yeah. No, you're right. And uh I just don't know how I mean he could, but I I just don't see him bouncing back from this. I mean, especially he, in the locker room. You're the franchise quarterback. And you got to go in that locker room. I mean, come on. They got to be looking at you. Every player on that team's got to say, dude, our franchise quarterback got suspended because he tried to grab the vagina of an Uber driver. This is our franchise quarterback. This is the guy who's supposed to lead us to a Super Bowl. None of those guys are going to buy into that. He's, he's obviously a, a very good athlete and he's very talented at, at the physical aspect of the game. But, like, how many chances do you get i mean that but that's my point about saying like and this isn't even trying to be make a joke or be mean about me saying he's on the spectrum i mean guys let's not forget when he was suspended by jimbo fisher i don't know if you remember this prano when he was suspended he showed up on the sideline in full uniform pads and everything and jimbo just had that look of a a a confused dad being like what are you dude you're suspended 
You're showing up on the sidelines and in full equipment and pads? No, you're not playing, dude. What are you doing? Like he couldn't process what being suspended meant. Somewhere Vince Young is just like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> <laughs> and remember how Vince Young, when he got out of the league, he started a steakhouse? Yeah. Can we just have like a the new Gordon Ramsay show be like a Hell's Kitchen for quarterbacks who just like couldn't hack it in the league because they're fucking idiots? Just like Vince Young, uh, uh, Jamarcus Russell, Ryan Leaf, and Jameis Winston, like having a cook off. <laughs> I wonder where they would cook. I I feel like it'd be so. I feel it'd be so basic. Jameis Winston's the type of guy who would put shrimp on like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Like that's the, that's that's to me he he eats like like a six year old. Like I'm just gonna put this on this. Like that's how I picture Jameis Winston making a meal. Yeah, I like your James, idea. I, I I picture Jameis Winston like being like, you know what I like to eat? W's. I'm gonna dunk my hand in this fryer. Eat my W hand. <laughs> and they're like. They're like, uh, you'll you'll burn this skin and flesh off your hand. He's like, what you talking about? I'm trying to fry that W. You will never play quarterback again. You will not have a hand to throw a football. Yeah. Well, Prano, I appreciate you doing the long-distance phone call. I know it's late in New York right now, so let's wrap this bad boy up. Let's do it. Before I, I haven't gotten yelled at by any of the neighbors yet. There's a couple creepy cats Uh walking around out here so can't wait to get back inside where it's safe well cool man i know you're gonna be in uh the jersey area this week correct yeah i don't uh so again we got i'm having some schedule issues if you were planning if you were planning on coming to the jersey show uh slide my dms i know kyle aronofsky was coming as of right now it is still on uh a lot of a lot of weird things going on with that show, but as of right now, it's still on. Slide my DMs; I'll give you the uh, the gist of it. But if you're a dirt ball and you're in the tri-state area, come out uh, tomorrow night to the Mets game. Uh, I'll be uh, tickets are probably negative dollars if you use SeatGeek because the Mets fucking stink. Um, so uh, come to the Mets game. I'll be at Yonkers Raceway Empire City Casino on Wednesday, and then hopefully Stress Factory in Jersey this weekend. And then after that, I'm back and uh, headed up to Washington, Lake Chelan, then Bingle Fest, and then San Diego, La Jolla Comedy Store in San Diego. And then, of course, I wanted to mention it um, because it, it's it's approaching fast as well. Dirtball meetup in the Midwest, Chicago, September, first week of uh, what was formerly the NFL season. That's right, guys. The Midwest Chicago Dirt Balls, the Milwaukee Dirt Balls. I mean, that's it's only like an hour away, I think. Get ready. All, all you all you Iowas, all you Michigans, all you Indianas. We got Chicago. First weekend in September. Technically, maybe the second weekend in September. Yeah, make it happen. And actually, I am going to be in San Diego on Tuesday myself. So if you're a Dirt Ball and live down there, I will be at La Stats, which is a fun free comedy show they pack it french for the stats that's right the stats it's uh free i believe it is nine o'clock on tuesday so i'm gonna head down to san diego to uh tell some jokes there so support that guys if you want and uh like joe said like i said go right now 
Dirty Slides, subscribe, please. It's on everything. iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Go subscribe, leave, rate, review on iTunes, please. Yes. Rate, review, subscribe. Get on there. And uh, shout out to all the dirtballs who have come out so far while in New York. I'm such a shithead, but I'm pretty sure Danny came out to uh, Gotham. Chris from Baltimore, who is out uh, tonight at Greenwich Village. Anthony, uh, who tried to sneak into the bar, Dylan Mata style with fake ID. That didn't work, um, but he did come to the show. Uh, shout out to all the dirtballs who come out. Uh, thanks for all the support. Keep supporting. Uh, subscribe. Rate, review, and subscribe to Dirty Slides. Rate, review, and subscribe to Dirty Sports. If, if you're still a human being out there that listens to the show and hasn't done that. Not, how about this? Knock all three out. Dirty Sports, Dirty Slides, Dent Report. Just knock Do them all it. out. Rate, review, subscribe. There. It, it if, takes, we, if, if we see a, if we see like a, like a massive push in all three this weekend, maybe I'll add a fourth podcast to that list that you guys can review, rate, review, and subscribe to next week. Oh, shit. It's lit, fam. Uh-oh. Teaser. Yeah, guys, you know what to do. Uh, thank you guys for listening. I think that's basically the show. Prano, you need to get some sleep. Uh, Dirt I Balls, do. much love. Go see my boy live. Listen to the whole podcast. I'm looking at YouTube. It's so funny. When's Prano's show? I live in New Jersey. Bro, we just said it. We just said it. Go to his website, JoePrano.com. Yeah, and slide, and slide into my DMs on Twitter. Yeah. All right, guys, that's the show. Thanks for listening, and most importantly, don't forget, Condoms are for pussies.